0: And now, this is the DDT wrestling podcast with d c Matthews and doc Manson oh doc manson at doc manson i don't I, again, I know you say you don't have a new camera, but I feel like I can get such detail. Out of the the surroundings, how many cans of that spray, whatever it's called? How many cans of that like keyboard cleaning spray do you own? Um, a few. I probably at I some point. I can see two, and I know that has to, that can't be them all.
1: It, um, yeah, there might be some on the bottom of the bookcase behind me. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, uh, or there may not be. At some point, I did buy like a six pack of them at Costco. Which is why I, I have so many of them. Okay. Um, I have one. I think it's I behind the TV. But I may be almost TV. through it at this point.
0: Those two could be. How often do you use that? Let's do it a little computer maintenance, because I am notorious for dirty keyboards and dirty screens. Like, walk me through your – not the computer maintenance, the internal, but just the external. How, how often do you clean it? How often do you wipe the screen?
1: Not that is it, often. Is it just to be when you
0: notice a problem?
1: Yeah, when I notice, basically. Okay. I do. Um, I even the internals of the computer. I clean less often than I should. Yeah. Uh, no more than once every six months, probably. And honestly, that is too long. Because by the time you do it, it's caked. <laughs> yeah, but I have oh, well.
0: this. I have this new white Chromebook. Which I am very fond of, but very I'm noticing. Fancy. But I'm noticing that like I must be losing facial hair at an alarming rate because every so often I'll look down <laughs> and there's like three hairs on the keys that I wouldn't have noticed in a black one, and I'm like, Jesus, what is happening to me?
1: I don't think Jesus knows, but you know, hopefully he gets <laughs> back to you. Uh, I, I feel the same way in the shower most mornings, not with the beard, but you know, I, I shampoo. And and then I, I look at my hands, and I tend to have like you know four or five hairs on the hands, and I'm like, am, "Am I going bald? Is that what this is? Is is am I just thinning as I as I'm aging? What what it? Why? How can I be losing this much hair every time I'm in the shower and and, and not be going bald?
0: So I yeah I I've never this is the weird thing because I'm not there's not a question. As to whether or not I am going bald. It's happening. I've accepted that. <clears throat> but I've never had that where, like... Now, granted, I'm not expecting clumps of hair to come out. But yeah. I, now, I also don't wear my glasses in the shower, so I can't see very well. <clears throat> so maybe there's hairs everywhere and I just don't notice. <laughs> but... I feel well, like in fairness, look- you're also a hairy,
1: <coughs> a rather hairy individual, so That's you true. might not be able to tell one way or the other.
0: The hair on the top of the head is probably blending in with the arm hair and That's being. Right. Like, That's don't I'm tell saying. anyone we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're emigrating to your shoulders. Nobody has to know. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I remember like noticing the first time I had hairs on like my upper arm, and it felt like they were like six times the width. Of a regular hair, it was like a super hair, and I was like, "What is happening? This is oh, this is quickly old. what this po- this is what this podcast has become since the one hundred fiftieth episode. It's now two DC men and Doc get old, <laughs> two men at thirty five discussing the way their bodies are slowly failing them. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's pretty great. What are you drinking there? That looks like a beer, but knowing you, it's not a beer. Yeah, IBC IBC
0: root beer. beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a we,
1: you know. That's a good choice as far as root beers go. We
0: we bought a four pack for the Super Bowl. Oh, finally. Is, is I know.
1: Because it... honestly, I was thinking about that, too. I know you, you mentioned it before we got started, but Mrs. Manson has not really brought me any goodies in the, like, in the last month, two months of the show. We, Say she hello. She can't leave. Be can't on leave. the show for a change.
0: Because we need to tell her that yeah. I had a dream in which ah. she had left you and was yeah. moving back in with her parents. What did they bring?
1: No, he had a dream. Oh. That you left me and moved back in with your parents. Oh. He thinks it's a subconscious thing because you hadn't been showing up on the
0: podcast. Oh. Cool. Well, hi. I'm here. Yay! I brought chamomile tea. That's lovely. Is he getting sick? She'll know. Maybe. You can hear me. A little bit. Okay. These are well,
1: open back headphones, <clears throat> so uh, there
0: is sound leakage if she's right there. Well, we have missed you, Mrs. Manson. We have missed you dearly. Miss you guys. <laughs> Hi, DDT Universe. <laughs> All right. Uh what were we talking about besides getting old and dying? Uh, I think that's as far as we got, to be honest. Is that your is that your new fifteen hundred dollar chair? I see yes. blue behind me. Let me stand up. <clears throat> <laughs> Wow. The back is very intricate, but I it doesn't look like it should be worth $1,500.
1: It's extremely solidly made, and it's sort of counterintuitive to some degree. Um, it's a cloth chair, and there's really almost no padding to it whatsoever. So you would think that that doesn't sound very comfortable. But what it is is the back of the chair as well as underneath your bottom is like this intricate network of polymers so it's almost like you're sitting on a cloth covered netting of some sort almost it's very so you're, very comfortable what
0: you're saying is this is the office version of a hammock is what i'm hearing
1: basically like let me I, i'm again there are days dc when i go to work and i sit at my desk for eight hours straight like it doesn't happen often but sometimes i'll work right through lunch and I'll just, I will not get up the entire day. And I know that's a terrible thing. They tell you, you got to stand up every 20 minutes, whatever. Um, but th- sitting in this chair, I never hurt. I the, My last office chair, I would sit for two hours, maybe three hours. And my back would be killing me. This thing, I could never get up again. You're going to find me welded into this freaking chair. Uh, it's going to be disgusting, but it, it
0: is, it really is like, the most comfortable chair. You're gonna you're gonna have put wheels on it. You're gonna have figured out <clears throat> my great aunt Jane had or her husband had one of those chairs that you sit in to go up the stairs. Yes. And when you're a little kid, that's the greatest ride known to man. I'm <clears throat> <laughs> going upstairs without moving my legs, to quote Jim Gaffigan. At <clears throat> point zero so, two miles per hour. <laughs> it didn't matter. It no, didn't either. matter. I was I was flying. I bet
1: you point zero two miles an hour is still pretty fast in terms of
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, but uh,
1: so yes, I got this on eBay. Uh, I, I had I don't uh, did I tell you I had an auction going last
0: show? Yes, or? because I threatened to go on and find it and outbid ah, you.
1: Yeah. So no, that worked out rather well. I, I, I got this thing for a song. Some people did try to uh, snipe me at the last minute, as always happens on eBay. But I was willing to uh, you know put a few extra bucks in to outbid the snipers and uh did you
0: have to put it together yourself?
1: Uh no, it, it came in a box fully assembled.
0: Wow. Yep. That's very, a large box.
1: Yeah. Extremely ergonomic. Like the uh you know the the armrests move up as well as outwards. Yep. Um the very front of the seat like it's this weird like this weird hinge thing where like you could actually extend the front of the seat further forward so that the drop off is closer to your knees or further back um you know it, it, up and down like you know most office chairs it's got <laughs> a tilt limiter it's got so you know you can this is stopping me from leaning back but I can also go all the way down and I can go
0: all the way back
1: um you know and uh, let's see there's this thing on the back so the other thing with the back is um you can also there there's this thing it's built into it, it is like the spine it's supposed to mimic the S curve of your spine. And there's this adjustment on it where basically the back of the chair can go from a a more it's subtle, of course. Right. But it can go from basically a more extreme S to basically flat. So you can basically really dial it in for your back. Um, It's very nice. It's very, very nice indeed.
0: Um, Well, we'd like to thank our sponsor, whatever the company is that made that chair. This is Herman
1: Miller. Uh, it's the M-body chair, embody chair. E M B O D Y. Embody. It's amazing and very Coming expensive. <clears throat> yeah,
0: retails on Amazon for uh, more than I pay in a month's rent. Yeah. So
1: I paid well. I would say well less than half your month's rent. I don't yeah. know what your month's rent is, but I suspect it's well less than half.
0: Well, I am glad that you are comfortable, again, as we begin to age <clears throat> and, you know, death yeah. inches ever closer, at least to know you are comfy. What happened to the racing chair? Did you just throw it away? Bulk no. Waste.
1: I mean, that's actually a pretty expensive chair as well. Not nearly in the same league as this. But, you know, those types of chairs, very popular with Twitch streamers. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely not an inexpensive chair, but ultimately not. put just it on not- Craigslist? No, it it wasn't a. Pro- it's not appropriate for my body. I'm not gonna use it. Um, I don't want it just to sit in the basement, but I'm not gonna put it on Craigslist. I can't I, I don't it's not that I can't be bothered to sell it. It's that I don't want to sell it. Like I don't want to deal with someone coming to my house or I don't want to deal with meeting them somewhere call and them a, trying to be like,
0: I only have fifty dollars. Call out tall guy, he might want it.
1: Nah. <laughs> well no but i i one i doubt that he does but, but furthermore uh we actually damn it 10 that does not
0: that does not happen very often on this show
1: no it doesn't that it does happens all the happen. time when i do shows with gq but with you and well, me i don't get nearly <clears> as no. excited uh let me hold on let me get the page to
0: write that's that down. fine <laughs> That's fine. I'm going to sit and process that you don't get nearly as excited talking to me as you do GQ, which I knew and yet still hurt a little to hear. <laughs>
1: um, Well, we have, we have, she has a coworker. Mrs. Manson has a coworker. Um, She's a single mom. She has two sons, Uh, her youngest son. In fact, I used to, uh we used to joke about it on the show a little bit. I used to play destiny with this yes. kid when he was yeah. like 12 or whatever. Uh. 13, I don't remember. But anyways, it can't be that long ago. But because he's like, he's going to college now. He just got accepted uh, into college. And that was, given that family, um, you know, the mother as well as her first son, like their history with education, that certainly was not a guarantee that he was going to be going to college. Um, And so, you know, everybody, I think, is very proud of this. This kid is great, honestly. Like, he is super smart. Like, he... It's gonna sound ridiculous to, to. He reminds me of me in some ways. You know what I mean? Like he is incredibly. He really is. He, he and um, he's
0: just the greatest guy. He's wonderful, <laughs> just like he me. Gives, he gives to charity, but no. But he really, he really is.
1: He's a good kid. Like his brother is not a good kid, okay. But like he is, you know what I mean. And uh, he worked really hard. His He's very brother, smart. His
0: brother reminds me of my brother. I hate you so much.
1: <laughs> it's very different, but uh, but yeah. But anyways, I was thinking he is a big gamer as well, and I was sort of thinking I think he'd be very excited. Uh, to receive something like that as a gift, and that you know, would be very—that would be a
0: very generous thing to do.
1: It would, and I think that's what we're going to do because I don't want it sitting in the basement and just, you know, sitting around. I don't need the money necessarily, so sure. you know, I think it'll be a nice gesture. So, really,
0: what I'm saying is, hooray to me!
1: Yeah, I am great. Three cheers, Doc Manson! Hip hip! <laughs> hooray! Hip hip!
0: Hooray! Hip hip! Hooray. hip, hip. Hooray! All right, I'll take it two and a Sorry, half. I lost, I lost the enthusiasm there a little bit at the end. Um, all right. So you got a new chair. That's exciting. Was that going to be your piece of positivity? Did I steal it again?
1: No, I. I don't think I've. You know, I just it just came to me. I just developed a piece of okay. positivity. So we're let's, good.
0: Let's let's bottle that later. Let's table that for the end. Um, where would you like to go today? We are on the road to WrestleMania. I haven't watched a lick of wrestling. By I, me, you mean... The world is on the way to WrestleMania. Whether The road to WrestleMania is happening whether or not you are paying attention to it. So That's fair. That's fair. You, you are veering off more distinctly than I am. I'm kind of walking along. I've found a trail on the side of the road that involves watching a lot of food videos on YouTube. Um, Tell me about these food <coughs> videos. I found a, a video series called Food Wishes. Okay. Which is a former restaurant chef. Um, what's interesting about them is he's not, with the exception of his hands, he's not in the video. It's not him cooking. You're just watching the food. Um, but he has a sense of humor that I appreciate. There are puns. There is, you know, there are, there are some corny jokes with, rim shots included and you know and things and he makes some very interesting stuff he made this uh the asian the new asian place that we've gone to once or twice had this like katsu breaded pork cutlet that was fried he made a version of that but he pounded it out thin and he put layers of like mustard and cheese in between and then folded it up egg washed it breaded it and fried it and you want—it's one of those things you want to like reach through the screen and just take it and be like, "Yeah, get in my mouth." Yeah. <clears throat> and the you know the older
1: that we get, not to go back to this old chestnut, you can't the less do that anymore, the less
0: it feels like you really should, right? Um, well, and so and so you know I understand why the term food porn is a thing because I'm watching these things that I know I'm never going to make, but. I'm watching it, and I can appreciate, oh, that must be really good. Like, I'm not, you know, Mrs. Matthews is not a huge pork fan. She'll eat bacon and things, but she doesn't eat ham and pork chops and that sort of thing. Is not... What? I cannot get Mrs. Manson to eat bacon.
1: It it ruins... It ruins trying to share any bacon-clad dish... When you go out somewhere, or even at home, because she never wants the bacon on it. She always, she's like, no, it's not even just, like, on the side. No, she, no bacon. It ruins the taste of everything she
0: says. Now, but that's not a religious thing. It's not a kosher no, thing. she
1: just doesn't like how it tastes. It's an overpowering flavor to her that masks
0: everything else. I was about to go, like, never mind. I was about to take a turn that DC Matthews doesn't normally go.
1: About other <laughs> things
0: that are overpowering but are good. Like they're overpowering things that are good. And you just embrace <laughs> oh, the overpowering man. and you let it wash over you and you ride that wave and when it's over and you're just your body's kind of tingling you're like, "Man, that was amazing."
1: Well, Bacon. speaking of body tingling, as long as we're just going to keep, you know, following these tangents as they come up. Uh sure. Segway, you were talking about YouTube videos that you've fallen down a hole
0: into. Uh, have you heard of ASMR? I saw a Super Bowl commercial that had to do with ASMR, and I am familiar with it. I don't really understand what the point is, but I know that it's a thing. Okay. Okay, for
1: those of you who aren't in the know, A-S-M-R is is an acronym that stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, and basically it's like this feeling of tingling in the skin, typically starting in the scalp. Sometimes it sort of moves backwards towards the neck and shoulders. It's this sort of tactile synesthesia sort of experience uh, that you can experience a lot of times by by uh by different sorts of what's quote unquote triggers i i guess um and so this has become this big phenomenon on youtube people find it very very relaxing like it's like I said, it's sort of like a low-grade euphoric response and so basically what it is usually it's a video somebody talking very quietly it might be whispers it might be them crinkling something it might be them making sounds like rubbing their hands together it might be uh, you know, mouth sounds smacking the lips or something. Uh, and so it's 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 an extremely re- it tends to be a very extremely relaxing, you know, auditory experience. There are visual triggers as well. Um, some people help them go to sleep, etc. I and you know I I've actually uh fallen down the ASMR hole for a while now. I've been I've been aware of it for well over a year at this point. I would say, and I. You know, I, I for a long time was practicing mindfulness and I would do some of that sort of exercises as I was trying to go to sleep. But more recently, I've been more using ASMR to help me relax to go to sleep. It's just it really is. It's very relaxing. It's just, uh, and, you know, I I think back to it and I realize I've been experiencing that sensation since I was a kid and I can pinpoint the first place I ever became aware of it. And it was watching Bob Ross uh, at my grandparents' house. Just that real relaxing, mellow tone of voice, the, the sound of the paint on the canvas, the brushes as he's knocking them, you know, against the the uh, the easel. Uh, get the getting the thinner out, like all of those ambient noises, and that and just his voice. I used to feel like the, the top of my mouth, the soft palate would get like like uh, almost like ticklish or something and that's how i remember it as a kid you know and uh, it's very much a very similar sort of experience now listening to to asmr um an interesting rabbit what's your hole, sound for of sure.
0: choice do you do you go between sounds is there a particular one that you yeah,
1: like yeah no um not really they it it, it kind of goes in i would say uh It it, it rotates like through through periods of finding certain things more relaxing than others. And isn't the key that the people
0: who are doing it talk very softly, and then they go. Uh, (laughs) Ah,
1: not necessarily, but um. Well, it would
0: have. I I would think it would have to be because, really, if you were like, I'm going to. I'm going to lightly take this clothespin, and I'm going to... is that surprised. great? You'd be surprised. Yes, absolutely. No, all... I, I, again, I know, I know the symbol, and that would work. But then to have somebody's voice come in, like, loud and blaring as you're yeah. laying down to sleep, and you're like... I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. A lot and of these like... people
1: also do videos with no talking at all. It's just the noises. Yeah. Again whether that's tapping on something, mm. cring, a big pop, like it, it, there's, it's a, there's
0: a whole wide range of different types of things. Um, Let me ask you a question. And yeah. I think we've had this conversation before. But my piece of positivity, I, again, I don't want to spoil it, but it's going to have to do something with this. Um, if YouTube and social media had existed, if, if the internet had started 10 years or so earlier, and we had grown up in the age where we could have had a YouTube channel, we could have had any of this, do you think you would have tried to do something? Because there are people who are probably making a living.
1: Yes, absolutely there are. clipping
0: Or taking a flashlight and being like... <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. No. <laughs> and I think about it because... I'm like, And no, yes, granted, the answer is yes. I yeah. probably
1: would have tried to be a video game streamer during my teenage yeah. years, but in fairness, an answer to I this have, question, I definitely would have done
0: something. I have, oh, my parents might still have it, but there were uh, cassette tapes, go look up what a cassette tape is, of me essentially trying to host radio shows in my room by myself. Look and how t- far you've come. <clears throat> well, that's what I'm saying, and I'm like... Had I had the ability to, you know, I follow people where there's a five-year-old who gives his opinion on 205 Live with his dad and has a podcast at five nice. years old. Yeah. And I'm I'm just like, we miss out. Like, yeah. the, all of these people, the, the video game players, like, I don't know who, you know, if you watch any of these video game guys or whoever these people are, you know, making even a just even a modicum of money. Doing this sort of thing, and I'm like, oh, "We missed it. We missed the window." Yeah, but
1: we missed the window on everything.
0: I like, suppose I, I
1: could have been. A, I I <coughs> was at the right age with the right amount of disposable income to get myself some bitcoins when that would have been a good thing to get.
0: True, we had Napster and uh, whatever file whatever, uh-huh. whatever other though that that was. That was where we could have made our money, or gone to prison. Yep, yeah, probably would have gone to prison. Um, do you have any questions on the world of wrestling? Uh, is there anything that has happened in the last few days that is of any interest to you? Um, what's going on with AEW? Uh, Jimmy Havoc has just signed. Who's that? They're signing a, I believe he is a, a British wrestler... You'd recognize him. I think he has like a mohawk kind of style. He wears this weird, like, it's not a surgical mask, but it's like a mask on the lower half of his face. He's got... Because I'll be honest, like, I've been
1: pretty excited about Jimmy Havoc just to see, not Jimmy Havoc, I'm sorry, about AEW to see Sure. when this is going to launch, what it's going to be. That's sort of the thing I'm looking towards, I think, is my reintroduction to wrestling in some time in the near future. But then I start seeing things like, you know, the
0: big headline, AEW (laughs) signs Jimmy Havoc. And I'm like, I don't know who that is that was not the big headline of AEW this week if i'm being honest okay what was um
1: (laughs) but looking at pictures of jimmy havoc yes i i've totally seen this gentleman yeah and i actually think
0: i actually think he is a wrestler that you might enjoy yeah just from what i've seen and heard um he's a guy he was in tna yeah um the big headline that i saw was an interview with one randall orton in which Orton said he would absolutely sign with AEW if given the chance, because he's personal friends with Cody, and he thinks that would be a great way to kind of wind up his career. Cool. So you get to watch more Randy Orton. Pass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was watching this interesting little just clip of video uh, where Randy Orton is talking about Motorhead and how cool it was they did the theme song for evolution. And he just goes like, Lenny's a cool guy. And he just, he like puts up like, you know, a rock on hand symbol and he sticks his tongue out and he goes like, like makes this really ridiculous noise. I, I'm going to find that video clip and I'm going to insert the audio here because the noise that he makes is, is the stupid. And it's like a documentary thing, like for WWE, like this aired somewhere in one of their video packages. And he just sounds like, it's just, it's the worst sound in existence. Randy Orton, the worst sound in existence.
0: <clears throat> we're about ten days away from the Elimination Chamber. There are currently four matches. Now, granted, two of those are Chamber matches, so they're a little big. Okay. But uh, that's, that's going on. I'm realizing that I will be away, because it's President's Day weekend, so we're sneaking up <coughs> up north once again. So that might be a pay-per-view that I have to catch up after. Or you could watch it on your Chromebook. I don't know that. I think I might need Flash or Java or something. I've, I've had difficulty on my. But I could bring my iPad and watch it on my iPad. There you go. <clears throat> or I could bring a fire stick and watch it on the TV. Or I could. Don't Chromebooks tell... support Android apps now? They might.
1: You might be able to just. I thought. I, yeah. If it's not, it's soon. That they, that it's one of those things.
0: We're it. going on vacation. I'm yeah. quite all right. Like, this is not a pay per view that. I would. I am excited that they are going to crown women's tag team champions. I think that is very cool. I oh, is that one of the that
1: matches it, that's announced?
0: That is in the Elimination Chamber. Six teams vying for the... Uh... Six teams? Yeah. So wait a minute. Does that mean that
1: all of those pods are going to have two ladies pressed, sandwiched up against each other in between these big old sheets of plexiglass?
0: I don't know if you've seen the new chamber, but it's pretty big, but yes. I have not. Uh, but yes, the teams are, just because you brought it up, uh, the Riot Squad, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. Where's the yeah, other God. one? <coughs> Ruby Riot?
1: Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the good one. <laughs> no, Sonya. Uh,
0: I, I like it. Uh, wait, Sonya Deville? I
1: was... That's a different... No, that's a that's different... different. <laughs> that's the other one.
0: <laughs> I do like Sonya Deville, though. I think she's very talented. It... It's one of those things. Yes, this is where they had you know two, three woman groups start in consecutive days. Um, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are one of the other teams. Okay. The Iconics, uh, Naomi and Carmella are a team, supposedly. Okay. Nia Jackson Tamina, okay. And then the people are assuming this will have these will have to win Bailey and Sasha. Yeah,
1: probably, but I could easily see them going a heel route with it and giving it to uh, Nia Jax. And, I would love uh, that. Uh, I was
0: really hoping that Kyrie Zayn and Io Shirai from NXT would be would show this. up. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're now known as the Sky Pirates. Of course they are, and that is a beautiful name. Uh, uh, again, I was like, just let them win because they're amazing. They were in the Royal Rumble. I I know you didn't watch, but the Women's Royal Rumble was amazing this year. Good. Um, But yeah, so they're obviously going to have to get some more matches on there, because four is not going to cut it unless this pay-per-view is randomly only two hours long. But that's coming up. What what I find interesting, and this would be the thing that if you were watching, you would have a real issue with, uh, we now have authority figures again, because Becky Lynch is essentially kind of feuding with Stephanie and Triple H, and I'm like, why do you keep coming out? You're not... Uh And they're pulling the Stone Cold, they're pulling the Daniel Bryan card. They're trying to make Becky Lynch that sort of character. Is it because you think
1: the only, like, hugely monumental, successful storylines they've ever really had are that storyline? I'm I, speaking in hyperbole a little bit. It's not their only,
0: but... No, I think it's the one they can do the easiest. Yeah, because Stephanie and Hunter are doing it.
1: But don't you think it's I, I, once again? This is just sort of to hear that tells me I'm, I've made the right choice in not coming back to the fold
0: because it isn't. Again, I I'm enjoying the Becky storyline, but it is entirely possible that she is going to have to wrestle either Stephanie or Hunter at the beginning of WrestleMania to then go on and have to wrestle Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Like that's exactly the Daniel Bryan story.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, they like I said, just this is so WWE, right? They 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 said, they came out and said, ah, oh, we're doing you dirty. We know the uh, heel authority figure doesn't work anymore. You guys are the authority, so we're not gonna do that anymore. That's over. And here we are, a month later, two months later. If I'm being generous, it's probably not even, and we're right back to authority figures.
0: Now again. I have to be full disclosure. I haven't seen the segments from this week. I've only heard about them and read about them. And it rather than them being evil about it, it's more like you're injured, you need to be medically cleared before you can compete. And we need, you know, Charlotte's around being like, if she can't wrestle, Rhonda, I will. Like, I can do it. I was runner up in the Royal Rumble, and she's being a heel about it. But So it's not quite the authority, but you watch the picture. There's pictures of Becky face to face with Stephanie and Becky face to face with Hunter, and she slaps them both. And it's like, yeah,
1: cool. Well, I don't know. I'm sure, again, Becky is one of those performers that was long overlooked in some ways. And I'm happy for her. And I'm certainly very happy that her fans now have a strong character to rally behind. So let's look on the bright side. Well, right? and,
0: and, and she is, honestly, she is the major storyline in WWE right now. You've got Daniel Bryan being the hippy-dippy champion, but he doesn't even really have a contender. He's wrestling in the chamber match, so he's wrestling a whole bunch of people. Uh, Brock Lesnar's not on TV right now, so you don't, the Universal title's not really in the picture. Right now, if if WrestleMania happened tomorrow, Becky versus Ronda with Charlotte maybe in the picture would be the final match of the night.
1: So, oh, I also heard that. Um, I think I heard Seth Rollins tweaked his back.
0: Maybe I don't know. Like I said, winner I of Zulu the Lesnar. Men's
1: Royal Rumble set to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins might not be too
0: healthy. Let me look. Because, again, I'm I'm completely out of the loop. Monday Night Raw. Again, could Ronda, just be total BS. But... Bailey. He did not wrestle on Raw. He didn't have a match. I don't know if he was in a segment. But he did not take place in a match. You know who took place in a match on Raw? Who's that? Double J, Jeff Jarrett. That's R E double t that's double j jeff jarrett
1: all right well if i was going to put on my shitty wwe creative uh, writing hat uh let me see i would have double j jeff jarrett interrupt elias giving a concert in the ring and then have a match between the two guitar idiots am i anywhere close
0: no Mm. Elias was number one in the Royal Rumble Jeff Jarrett was number two so yes no you're exactly right it okay. just happened at, the right. Royal, it happened at the Royal Rumble and then of course the next night on Raw the Road Dog came out to support Jeff Jarrett ah, ah. and so then they had a match Elias won but then Jeff Jarrett and the Road Dog beat up Elias great so, so good for Elias. the The moment at the Royal Rumble was funny because I never expected to see Jeff Jarrett, so no. it was it was legit surprise to hear the music and he's wearing the cowboy hat with the flashing double J. And nice. so I was I enjoyed that, and now I'm like, please tell me we're not gonna continue this. i right. I'm presuming he. He got a Legends contract, so they wanted to cart him out. I would assume so. I would assume so. Okay. (laughs) And then uh, EC3 had his debut match in one.
1: Didn't he get called up like eight months ago?
0: (coughs) Again, not hyperbole hyperbole, there, but. Not eight months ago, but they called up a bunch of people and. A lot of them have been in, like, backstage segments or, you know. They're... If you
1: if you told me that Sanity still hadn't made their in-ring debut on the main roster, I might believe you.
0: The only reason I bring up EC3 is because of the person he pinned. Who was that? In two, in two minutes and 36 seconds. Uh... Cleanly, I'd like to point out. I believe.
1: Andrade Almas.
0: Dean Ambrose.
1: Oh, uh, well, I mean, he's on his way out, so, you know,
0: either he's on his way out or they really want us to think he's on his way out. But either way, yeah, um, sure. let's here's see. the thing,
1: though. Here's the thing. I've, I've heard this this talk about, is it a work? Is it a shoot? Sure. Um, The reason why I think it's real is because what reaction could they possibly be hoping to elicit from us by having this turnout? to be a work you know what i mean like are we are we going to celebrate when dean ambrose in fact does
0: not leave yes i I, I think they're they're either trying to get us to care about dean ambrose or they're trying to they're only going for the swerve they're mm. only going for the, we got you to believe this and now that. but Okay, well, whatever. Um, so, yes, that's, co- oh, the only other interesting news, and I had to have somebody explain this to me. Um, they're going to be in Canada after WrestleMania, and so they have already announced the first ever international shakeup. And so of course in my head I'm like oh they're in Canada so they're calling it the international shakeup and somebody brought to my attention this could mean Pete Dunne, Rhea Ripley, talents from like NXT UK and such could actually join a main so, roster. While it does mean that it also could just mean they're
1: going to be in Canada. Yeah, so I I don't know. So okay. Here's the thing. I th- I find it difficult to believe that people who waited and waited and waited and only signed with the WWE once they were able to sign for a local promotion through them are suddenly going to want to pick up and leave and come you know, over shores over to America and start touring around our country now that said it could be a short term thing right it could be a thing where WWE sure. is like listen we don't we want the uh, uh, NXT UK to be a big thing come over to the main roster, put a year in, that way you get some star power, then you'll go back, and hopefully it gets more eyeballs um, from the States onto the UK product. Maybe that's the long-term goal, right? That seems very feasible anyways. Um, But yeah, I just have, have a hard time believing that these talents would want to do that, or that their original contracts even... allow for it i mean i suppose you can renegotiate a contract at any time and if they put enough money in front of them they'll say oh a
0: year i can do a year yeah I mean, whatever but i wouldn't be surprised if that's the case this could mean you know once i started thinking about it and realizing all like hey buddy murphy could show up on the main roster because he's not really 205 pounds and you know he he's australian so i don't know (laughs) what it could mean it could be exciting I'm going to hope it is, because WWE has been uh, hitting more than missing lately. So I will give them the benefit of the doubt and say this will be exciting.
1: All right. That's fair. Um, you know who else is Australian? Um, Crocodile Dundee. True. But who else? The Iconics. They are. They could get called up to the main roster. They're
0: on the main roster. Oh, you'd never know it, would you? They could be the first ever women's tag team champions.
1: But instead, they'll be the first team pinned.
0: They'll they'll have to battle Naomi and Carmella for that spot.
1: I disagree. Naomi and Carmella could be one of the final teams.
0: Maybe. We'll see.
1: Mandy Rose, however, and her partner... (laughs)
0: Mandy Rose lasted a long time in the Women's Royal Rumble. Like, she's got a storyline going on right now with Naomi. Hmm. Trying to get with the Usos. Yeah.
1: Um, there was that's a brawl, great.
0: There was a brawl in a hotel room.
1: That sounds good. I like it.
0: Did it go down
1: to, like, the all-you-can-eat buffet? where they hitting each other, like, no, with the sneeze the guard? Room. No, uh, it was in the room. See, the problem with that is that just makes me think of the Enzo, Rusev, Lana hotel room thing.
0: There was some. Yeah. Mandy, you know, slipped the Uso. I, I don't know which one's married. I think it's Jimmy. Um, slipped him her hotel card. He shows up. I
1: thought you were going to say like she slipped him a roofie. <laughs> That's going to be
0: like. Oh, he man. woke up tied to the bed. Right. Right. <laughs> She gave now him. That some would AS- be some
1: attitude era stuff, right there.
0: <laughs> she gave him some ASMR. Oh yeah, <laughs> Naomi's gonna be <laughs> Oh yeah, so he shows up at the hotel room and it's like you've got to stop. And then of course Naomi's there and they're throwing each other all over the place. Great again. It, so, oh yes. Oh, maybe yeah, I will I, tune back in. <laughs> I just need to report the facts. This is huh? what's, This is what's going on. Uh, what else is going on is we got emails, podcast at DDTwrestling.com. We have a first time emailer this week. I got and it a, comes
1: from Mitchell Monroe. No, that's
0: not true. Oh. But the oh. last one, I got a, I got a tweet from somebody that I've been recently interacting with. And he was, I mentioned emails and he's like, does it have to be about wrestling? I was like, you clearly have not listened to this show. No. And then he sent emails uh, about wrestling. His name looks delicious. But we're glad he's here. We'll get to him. (coughs) Mitchell Monroe's email is titled, What's wrong with you? I
1: thought the subject line would be a dramatic entrance, but the short answer is, nothing is wrong with you. False. I mean, way to bury the lead, Mitchell. All right. Last week, you guys asked for feedback on what you were doing wrong and if you've hit your ceiling. Ironically, I think the exact same thing that makes DDT Podcast amazing is the exact reason it has its ceiling. DDT Podcast, this is going to hurt reading this, isn't it? Okay. DDT Podcast. It's a very niche podcast that draws you in because of the community and feeling like you've truly gotten to know the hosts behind it. It's like having a couple of close friends who you listen to spout their thoughts off every week on whatever they feel like. And through the email, you get to be a part of the conversation. That's exactly what I love of the atmosphere your podcast creates and exactly why I listen. We should probably stop reading it here. Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> Thanks, Mitchell. That's a very uplifting uh, message.
0: and You've made uh, our day.
1: Yes. Uh, but at the same time, as I said, it's a niche podcast. At the end of the day, at the same time, at the end of the day, God. Uh, Okay, that sort of thing just isn't most people's cup of tea. I have an incredibly difficult time as it is convincing people to give wrestling podcasts a try. Most of the time, they're more content for easily digestible 15-minute top 10s or what you missed type videos from YouTube or perhaps podcasts run by wrestlers who interview other wrestlers. The fan podcast genre is one you almost wouldn't believe till you try, and even when when they seem like they might give one a try, the broader the appeal and the less inside jokes they are, the easier it seems to
0: get invested. We don't have any inside jokes, do we, DC? I do wonder sometimes. It's not an inside. Well, depending. Backdoor on, donuts. <laughs> depending on how well you know him. Like, we do mention Tall Guy, and I'm like, no one knows who this is except a friend that we have that no one else knows. <laughs> like, GQ doesn't even know Tall Guy that well. You were both yeah, groomsmen true. at my wedding. That's about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, Mitchell continues I love DDT Podcast for what it is and I never want it to change. But my personal perspective is, if you ever wanted exponential growth, you would have to become a run-of-the-mill, pre-planned, semi-scripted, highly edited show of professionalism. (laughs) Which would take away the
0: charm that I come for personally. Thanks, Mitchell. We appreciate that. And next week, stay tuned for our top 10 list of hotel room brawls in WWE. Highly scripted. da 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 da. The
1: next one comes in from Danielle Sullivan, part one's
0: lengthy email. Hello. For the past two days, it's been foggy, and people are acting like they don't know how to drive or act in this weather. The kids have had so much pent-up energy that they have not been listening to any of the teachers. As promised, I wanted to bring up the discussion of children's emotions to hear both of your thoughts. Good, because I do only have two thoughts on this. (laughs) There are two new kids who joined the pre-K through five after-school program in January. One struggles to keep her opinions to herself, and the other is sad every day. If you put those two people together, that kind of sounds like me. The reason for his sadness is that his mother and a majority of his family live in another country and it's just him and his dad here in the states mm. the child impatiently waits for his dad to pick him up after work <clears throat> and will interrupt teachers at the wrong time stating i miss my dad i'm sad it's bad i don't feel that <laughs> sorry this kid's pain i should not be taking pleasure in this kid's pain it's I just be a Dr. fad Seuss. At first, I couldn't get him to interact with the group, but now I have used the find your happy technique to switch his thinking to his favorite things, colors, animals, etc. Hey, Bobby, think of the color red. Better? Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. That is the right strategy. Redirecting, distracting is great, but I just- yeah. Colors was the first thing. And I was like, imagine a red dog. Clifford! And Working not that with... awful Martin Short movie! Ooh. Working with emotions is difficult because this program has gone through so many college student teachers. I have no counseling training yet to work with children's emotions and... Oh, wait. I have no counseling training yet to work with children's emotions and how to work with parents. These are my questions. What are some of the tactics for helping children sort through emotions? I have told the other kids that puberty talk gossiping, and dating talk will be completely avoided around me and my kindergarten group. It can wait for a different time and place. More on this next week. Oh my god. Stay tuned, folks. How much of the child's behavior is based on home life, and what are some not-so-fun experiences you've had with parents? I'll go into more detail about this subject at a later time. At the end of the day, I am glad I do not want to have or take care of children at home. I've seriously considered writing a list of reasons as a blog post. Maybe I'll get to that this year. Thanks for reading this lengthy email. Cheers, at Sully 9 Now condensed back to one Twitter account. Tried to separate sports and writing timelines for a year and nothing improved. I tried. That's what matters. Um, wow. Okay, so. Uh, Doc, what are some of your tactics for helping children sort through emotions? You have a brother. How do you help yeah. that child sort through his emotions?
1: Um, you got me. Still haven't figured out even one remotely successful tactic, so...
0: Would you like me to take the lead on this one?
1: I mean, honestly, like, yes, you probably should, because uh, the only thing I can say is ignore them, bottle them up, push them down inside, and... Uh, you you know, re- du- as as we talked about before, redirecting the behavior. I mean, that's yeah. what I would do to try to help them experience more positive emotions. But I don't know how you really help them sort through difficult emotions.
0: My major answer is going to be that I rely on the people in my building who are trained in doing that. Right. Like I've taken various child psychologists. Like I have a general understanding, and I can work with kids like that. But at the same time, I am not specifically trained in dealing with these sorts of things. <clears throat> we talk about how it is okay to feel emotions. It is okay to be mad. It is okay to be sad. It is okay to be scared. Um, and right. There are people that you can talk to about that. But at the same time, I'm not going to try to do any sort of therapy or thing like – They come to my room. If they're sad, we talk about it. If they need to go talk to the social worker or the psychologist, they can do that. And then they come back to my room and we're doing this and we're doing this activity and it's fun. And hey, come on. And luckily enough, in many cases for a young child, redirection works really well. Like we had a kid. I've had kids who were very sad. And 10 minutes later, you go, well, are you still feeling sad? And they were like, what? I was feeling sad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, one of the so. things that I think that you, what
1: you just said sparked, I remembered also, is, um, I, I feel like good advice for this sort of, I'm I'm drawing, I'm remembering things that Mr. Rogers used to say about children. Um, he was always very, um, very big on, you know, asking children how they felt. Yep. and legitimizing the way that they're feeling and not like you know brushing them off and treating them like you know basically like an adult in that they have yeah. emotions and these are real and it's okay to feel them and let's let's actually dwell in it and, and talk about it um there's
0: a reason Mr. Rogers was so good because that's exactly yeah. that's exactly what you can do. Sometimes a kid just wants you to go yeah I know what it's like to feel sad, too. It's not fun. And they're like, yes, thank you. Acknowledging. Yeah, right. Um, How much of the child's behavior is based on home life? Let me answer this first. And what are some not so fun experiences you've had with parents? Uh,
1: Okay. My prediction is that how much of a child's behavior is based on home life is essentially 100%.
0: Yes. We've had this conversation recently, um, both my wife and I and coworkers and I. I have these children for seven hours a day. That doesn't count recess, lunch, specials. That doesn't count any of that. So let's say I have them for six hours a day, which is still more than I actually do. Uh, I can't fix everything in six hours a day five days a week, a hundred, well, yeah, 180 some odd days a year. So, these kids come in and I can't tell you how they slept. I can't tell you where they slept. I can't tell you what they had for breakfast. I can't tell you if they had breakfast. I can't tell you if their parents are going through a divorce. I can't tell you if their parents are alcoholics. I can't, you know. I can. Or less
1: dark, you can't tell... If the parents read to them or uh, ask them yes. if they've
0: done their homework. Yes. I can't yeah. tell if they've read to them. I can't tell if they've done crystal meth. So <laughs> <laughs> I said less dark. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't tell if they're big proponents of homework. I can't tell if they take them to go see Deadpool 2. Right. And I have a kid coming in quoting lines from Deadpool 2. And I'm like. You're seven. How did they let you in the theater? So, you know, so yeah. Danielle, you're going to – if you're embarking on a career where you're working with children, you have to understand that what comes with that is an inherent level of frustration because you can't fix everything for everyone. And you're going to feel like a failure at times. You're going to feel like the parents aren't appreciating the work you've done. And you're going to feel like – who is it? Sisyphus? Who rolls, the, who rolls the thing up the hill yeah. and then yep. just rolls back down, you, you're going to have those days. And Let me just I say,
1: hadn't... just to expand on that, it's not just careers with children. I, I think it's a, a pretty common thing that everyone feels like a
0: failure at some point. That's probably very true. That is yeah. probably very true. Um, you know, Danielle has said she doesn't want to have children. Um, I find it interesting, being coming from we did not have children um, – Someday we might want children. Well, that's not true. We want children, and someday we may have children. But, um, you know, the fact that you have to write a list of reasons as a blog post to justify why you don't want children is ridiculous. Now, maybe you want to. Maybe you don't feel like you have to. Maybe you just want to. But, like, I have spent way too much time having to defend my choice to only work with children that (laughs) amount of time and not have to come home from a very stressful day and find more children. (laughs) And you want to talk about feeling like a failure. I deal with parents of small children all the time. They're like, you know, here's how I screwed my child up today. (laughs)
1: So, yeah.
0: um, having said that, while all jobs can be, you know, can make you feel like a failure, all jobs can be incredibly rewarding. Um, So, you know the the highs do outweigh the lows most of the time. Um, practice is a lot of this. You know, I'm not going to go into the not so fun experiences I've had with parents. Um, I was called a drill sergeant once. That was fun. <laughs> you of all people, a drill sergeant. Yeah, you you treat these children like you're a drill sergeant. You march them up and down the hallways. I was like, okay. <laughs> Right. I mean, at that point, you don't even try to... That was it. I was just like, that is such a ludicrous statement. And it was early on in my teaching career, but I was like, that is such a ludicrous statement. I'm just going to let it hang in the air. Okay. If you think I'm a drill sergeant, that's fine. You are welcome to think that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the more the more time you spend with kids, the the more you'll have a toolbox of strategies for all of this. So, uh, I look forward to hearing about the puberty talk, Danielle that I could learn some things. Our next, next email, email, com- email comes from Brandon comes Banks. From Brandon
1: Banks is titled The List. It says, I missed the list. That is all sent from my iPhone.
0: Someday, Brandon, someday.
1: I, uh, I'm i going to say it again. And while Mitchell has said this, uh, in order for us to be successful, we're going to need to have segments, highly structured segments. You can uh, a
0: list segment on this show? I
1: think we should put a list segment on this show, because I okay. am not sure the list as a separate show is going to be much of a thing.
0: I, I think it's going to be what it's been, is that you'll get a pocket of like three or four weeks of episodes, and then it'll be a while before the next one, because I can't speak for Doc Manson, but I can say for myself, maybe it's just a 2019 thing, but like... I'm like, yeah, we're podcasting once a week. I enjoy it. But at the same time, I'm like, all right. I can't imagine, you know, being like, yes, every Monday we will record the list. I'm like, I I don't think that's going to happen. No, Um, I don't either. Maybe a segment. Uh, Jeremy Carlisle, hashtag SOTU. What does that mean? State of the Union. Oh, right. Gentlemen. I hope this email finds you both well. 45 gave his State of the Union address last night. I'll make no comment on that bloviating fleshbags verbal diarrhea, but it got me wondering. He just made a comment. I think that was the whole point. But it got me wondering what each of your State of the Union speeches would sound like. So here's your challenge. Why do they give us these challenges when they know we don't pre read these emails? I don't know. So there's your challenge. Each of you, for two to three minutes, give us your State of the Union address. The topic is yours to choose. Will you just discuss politics in the United States? Will you address the state of the horror movie industry? <clears throat> Will you wax poetic on the idea of way too many title belts in WWE? We are all ears. The floor is yours. Bestie for life, Jeremy.
1: I hate you, Jeremy.
0: <laughs>
1: and I say that with love.
0: I love to hate you. <laughs> yeah. You're like Roddy Piper. Um... What would your State of the Union address be on? Well, he gave he gave the idea like the way too many title belts. I have been giving this some thought. Um, have you? I have. Could we get a Pontificast in our future? I've been wondering whether or not I, it would be more of a buy the book because I'd like to redo the title scene. Um, okay. Because there are a lot of titles, but I don't know that there are too many. I just think they are being used improperly. So,
1: I think that's fair, actually.
0: So, you know, I could do a mini one right now. Um,
1: well, that's what he's asked for. Two to three minutes. Okay,
0: well. Or, or, you're
1: right, though. I guess you're right, though. You cannot do this now if you promise that it becomes a by the book. I can do a by the book. And it's released no later than this weekend. The end of this weekend. That's Next probably Wednesday. doable. That's released no later
0: than next Wednesday. <laughs> I was going to say I can release it by. I the realized time.
1: suddenly that it's Thursday.
0: And, <laughs> okay, we get so soon. You, you eh? have forty-eight <laughs> hours. Go, yeah, go, get out. <laughs> um, I will. I will have a buy the book on the title scene by the time we record the next show. Cool. I actually, I might listen to that. I'm. I hope so. Um, I'll give you a very quick version of the state of the podcast address. I think the state of the podcast is pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good that we still like talking to each other. I think that's absolutely And that's it. It's like I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to talk to you. There are times where I just wonder, D- do we need to record it and like post it?
1: <laughs> yes yes we do um because if we don't
0: record it and post it we won't talk to each other I we proved that when true. we got out of school um for many years <laughs> yes correct. seeing each other and being like yes we enjoy each other's company a lot see you in eight months now they, uh, the one thing that i i have given some thought to and
1: we sort of said this coming out of 150 is does this really need to be ddt wrestling and you know no i always now call it ddt podcast yeah so Maybe that would be... I don't know how you rebrand a podcast that's 163 episodes in, um, in
0: any meaningful way, but... Uh, fat Man on Batman became Fat Man Beyond fairly recently. Okay. Because they're yeah. not always talking about Fat Batman, they're talking about kind of nerd Mitchell, culture.
1: Mitchell, I want to know, do you think it would be easier to convince people to listen to the show... If you didn't have to tell them it's a wrestling podcast, if you could just say, yeah, it's a great show, you should probably ignore the first 163 episodes, but everything from 164 on, bangers
0: all the way. Well, I was, I was going to say, you know, if you want to have people understand the inside jokes, they have to start at episode one and make their way through. And so 18 months later, when they finally get through everything, then they'll really appreciate what we're talking about right now. They'll know what Backdoor Donuts is. Yeah, they will. Um, all right. So, yes. Uh, are, are you going to uh, do a mini podcast about the state of the horror movie industry or any topic of your own? Yeah, I mean. Could we get a, could we get a Manson Family podcast where we just check in and no. see what life's going on, what life's like for the Manson Family? There was Family? only every, like, two episodes of the Manson Family podcast. I pod. know, but it was good. People liked it. Yeah, whatever. Our next email comes from Glenn, and it's called Popping the Question.
1: Hi, guys. I seem to be watching a lot of quiz shows lately, and was wondering, which would be your three all-time favorite, I've missed the you out, especially for Doc, TV quiz shows. Really looking forward to recording my question marks next week with DC, and hopefully Doc too. Thanks as usual.
0: Glenn. What? 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 So, I actually got the iPad charged, and I think I figured out how to record dual audio. I think. Sweet! I've recorded myself talking with a Colbert video from my iPad.
1: If you want to test it with me at some point, I am happy to do so.
0: Yeah, I think we should at some point. Um, So, I've reached out to a couple of people and just said, hey... I think I'm ready, um, so I've got so I've tentative dates with Glenn, tentative dates with Brandon Mac. Um, mm. Yeah, so I'm 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 looking forward to it. And I do, you know, hey, if you would like to it be a part of the Glenn conversation because he has such a long, you know, this is a guy who wrestled, like was a pro wrestler, I believe, for a little bit. So mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. Could, we could work that out. I am and marking the, out over here. And he's in the UK, which means it's entirely possible that I could, my dream could be realized, where I record a show at like five a.m.
1: Oh, uh, you could maybe start a morning show with Glenn.
0: <laughs> I would love I, a morning show; would be great. All right, that brings us to our brand new emailer. His name—get ready, folks! At first, I thought this was the Ultimate Warrior, just like with a new name. Uh, it's Dexter Eclair.
1: Where's been the Ultimate Warrior? Where has the Ultimate warrior been? He doesn't
0: tweet. He doesn't email us all the time. But we haven't gotten an email from you, Ryan, in a while. So if you're listening, at Warrior MN, gauntlet laid down. We, we'd like an email, please. Uh, Back to Dexter, the big D, though. Dexter E. Clair's, uh title, Fave Matches. I'm
1: Yo. sorry. I just keep looking at that name. <laughs> I just want Eclair.
0: Yo, Yo. What's your fave wrestling match of all time? Babe. Also, if you had a fave a limb chamber match to recommend to rewatch, which would it be? D. Interesting, interesting. Uh, my favorite wrestling match of all time. Who? That is a that is a deep question. Mm. Um, I usually go with Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, the Iron Man match from WrestleMania twelve. Um, but I don't know that that's actually it.
1: Right. I don't I I have a lot of difficulty actually I don't usually process things that way. Um I mean there was a time when I could tell you what my favorite movie of all time was, but I don't even think that's necessarily true anymore. I love so many movies that I appreciate for me- so many different and varied well, reasons. Well, that, um,
0: you feel the same way for a
1: wrestling match. That's what I am yeah, that's the that's the point I'm trying to get to. Um but I mean if I had to pick something, the things that come to mind are Mind anyways are, are like maybe some of the R V D Jerry Lynn matches from ECW. Um I'm I'm a big fan of that. I think it's a triple threat Ultimate X match with Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, and uh Samoa Joe, was it? Yeah. yeah. That's an excellent, excellent
0: match. They're great. Any of the matches with those guys were amazing.
1: Yeah, really. Um
0: I don't know, but the one even you gave, that's a great match as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could go I could go with Bret Hart versus Owen Hart from WrestleMania ten, where Owen finally beats his brother. That's a great story.
1: Like I could even see an argument like it's not a great wrestling match,
0: but like I could see an argument for Hogan, Andre, WrestleMania three, like If you want to talk drama and suspense, um the match where Foley gets thrown off the cage or the cell. For sure. Like yeah. that match is crazy. Again, there's been you know and What's the match with Foley and The Rock with the chair shots? Um, Royal Rumble. That's an I Quit match? Yeah, Royal Rumble. He's handcuffed behind his back and he's just smashing him in the
1: head. I mean, there's a lot of Foley matches that have a lot of that.
0: Yeah, Uh, and we haven't mentioned Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels from either 25 or 26, which most people consider the greatest matches of all time.
1: Um, I mean, I I would probably go all the way back to Taker versus Giant Gonzalez if we want to go to... Takers back catalog. Anytime
0: you can get Ether in a wrestling match. And and we're gonna I'm gonna bring up one that we've talked about before. Jake Roberts, Rick Martel, blindfold. Oh
1: yes, that actually it might be.
0: Yeah, that's that, on the shop. That's up there probably on my top.
1: The funny thing is, a lot of people don't like that match, I feel. Like a lot of people think that match to, is
0: boring. You have to appreciate it from a storytelling perspective. Like Jake Roberts has that crowd in the palm of his hand. And that's
1: and see that's the thing. Like I don't even necessarily enjoy it from a storytelling perspective. I think it's just a masterwork in working the audience. Yes.
0: Like yeah. if I'm if I'm working down at the performance center, every new wrestler has to watch that match in a ring psychology class. Yeah. Uh favorite yeah. elimination chamber match, the first one where Shawn Michaels is wearing the brown tights is good. And then I would also watch the tag team one where Kalisto gets his foot caught in the top of the cell for, like, five minutes. He can't <laughs> get free. Yeah.
1: That's, that's I, I can't say one. that I, I can remember any of them clearly enough to
0: pick one. So, um, But, yeah. So, Dexter Eclair. I'm going to find your Twitter handle because I want to give you a proper shout-out with that great name of yours. Uh, oh, it's just at Dexter Eclair, E C L A I R E, Dexter Eclair. Um, mm. Thanks for the email. Please, uh don't be a stranger. You're you're our new bestie, uh, Doc Manson. We've teased our pieces of positivity. Let me hear it.
1: Oh yeah, my piece of positivity is I. Uh There are movie streaming services that exist through um, public library access. If you're not aware of these things, you should check them out. If you have a library card, not all libraries participate, but a a good number do. Um, There are a couple of streaming services. One is called Hoopla, and the other is called Canopy. And if your local library does support membership to these things... You should check it out. All you have to do is put in your library card and you can rent like up to seven movies a month. Uh, Canopy, I found, had an extremely large selection. Not necessarily recent, but like I was just looking through their horror section. And between Hoopla and Canopy, like I have found this amazing wealth of Italian horror from the 60s and 70s. This is, uh, you know, a a time period and genre that I, I have always admired from afar, and I've never necessarily gotten super deep into. And I can tell you, for the low, low price of Absolutely Free, uh, I've already re-watched Suspiria, which is one of the few Dario Argento movies that I had seen previously. I'm going to follow it up with the, the sequel, uh, Inferno, and I've already gotten a bunch of Mario Brava stuff on my to-watch list. Uh, it's just, again, it's a very... I'm surprised by the depth of this catalog. Um, So I would really recommend checking it out, folks. If you, again, you get a library card pretty much wherever you live. Not everybody participates, of course, but if they do, you might
0: find some gold. So I'd really encourage you to check it out. Uh, I'm going also with uh, some video content to check out, but mine is not nearly as uh, classy or fancy as that. I'm doing something in my classroom lately called You Can Be Anything. In, the, in kind of the spirit of the We Missed the Window. So I'm finding things. I found a magician, uh, Shin Lim, who was on America's Got Talent. He was on Penn & Teller Fool Us. We watched that today. Um, maybe this would be good for your ASMR thing. Um, there's something called, I think it's Jellies, J-E-L-L-E's Marble Run. And it's all of these, you know, the marble races sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But the guy treats it like the actual Olympics with the (laughs) graphics and he times it and so he's got all of these marbles of different colors who all have names so there's all of these marbles that look kind of like space and they're the galactics and then he's gone in and named each marble in the group and he's built stands that they all go by color and some of them have signs cheering for their team and they do all of these different races and competitions and things, and he's got the right voice for it. I don't even know if this guy is the guy who made it, or maybe he's staffed out somebody to do the commentary, but the voice is very kind of calm, and it sounds like you're watching an Olympics. And I we watched it yesterday in my classroom, and I've never come closer to falling asleep in my class than <laughs> watching that. Um, and, you know, but again. It's what is it dele- again? What's the channel? I believe it's called Jellies, J E L L E's Marble okay. Run. Um, there's a bunch of different Marble Run things and, 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 you know, some cool stuff. But this guy, the level of dedication to design actual events with rules, to do the timing, to have a very uh, legit looking timing situation. He has a, a wiki page where he keeps track of the events and so you can see how the teams have done historically over the years like it's it's one of those uber nerdy things this is that, e fed to the max that i may have done had i gotten into marble runs instead of wrestling like this yeah. would have been me <laughs> being like oh man the limer the limies which is a group name of the green ones the limies you know they've won this event 3 years in a row and so if you've got some time and are looking for something You'll get sucked in. The adults in my room, the kids liked it. The adults in my room were transfixed. Like they were like, there's something very relaxing about watching this. Interesting. So. I'll check it out. Well, all right. I hope you've enjoyed checking out this episode of DDT Podcast. Uh, Try to take you – know, here's a challenge for you. Tell somebody new about this. We, we, we put this to you every so often. Find somebody new. Maybe it's a wrestling fan. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a YouTube fan. Maybe it's a horror movie fan. Maybe it's just a fan of conversation in general. And just let somebody know that this podcast exists and you think they might check it out. You all know somebody who might enjoy this craziness. Uh, so let them know about us. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? If
1: you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so by sending an email to podcast at com. You can listen to this episode, as well as our entire back catalog, as well as episodes of the list, by going to ddtpod.com or to your podcast repository of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you? Head on over to Patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to send a little bit of financial support
0: our way to keep the lights on and
1: the podcast chugging.
0: This is a hair I found on the cover of the Chromebook. How did it get there? He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? Stay fresh, cheese bags.